Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, Sacred Cow Granola. When does the creamy stand open up? Well, there's plenty of Vermont maple syrup in every mason jar of Sacred Cow Granola, and it is syrup and sugar season, so you're right in style. And it's amazing. Sacred Cow Granola. It's on the brunch menu with the Spank Puppy. You can find it in the Spank Puppy store. You can find it at... Dave's Marketplace, you can find it at lots of other locations and buy direct at sacredcowgranola.com. So let's go back, back into time and take you to another place, another time. And it won't take you long to get yourself back into it unless you've never experienced Meatopia before. It was a moment in time. Only happened for a couple of years, and unfortunately, the founder passed away. And but it was some great memories, it'll take you back to just another time in the old world. So, let's revisit Meat in the Heat on a 107 day Saturday, July 23rd, 2011, Brooklyn, New York. And I think Creekstone's own Nathan Stambaugh put it best. Bruce, I look forward to eating some meat with you. Yeah. So let's kick it off from my radio show on Meatopia Morning with the king of Meatopia. Josh Ozersky, James Beard Award winning uh, food writer and uh, crazy person for coming up with this festival of meat in 100 degree heat. <laughs> Josh, how are you? This is it. This is it, the big day, the M-bomb. It's here, Bruce. Mm-hmm. It's meat in the heat, and it's going to be just great. Now, tell us about this. This is really uh, one of the, it's hard not to get, not to, not to use the, the hyperbole, but I don't think it's hyperbole because I think it's true. You've got superstar chefs out here. You have great meat. You've got unbelievable creations. Um, where do you start explaining to someone what Meatopia is all about? Well, the way that I usually say, Bruce, is I, I describe it as the Woodstock of edible animals yes. because it's that kind of crazy, over-the-top festival atmosphere. It's that incredible, you know, memory that you'll have, and you'll say, I was there, you know, the way people talk about Woodstock. It's like that, that happening, that moment in time. Um, we have 48 of the top chefs in the country, and on top of that, we have... An entire 850-pound steer that's being cooked whole by Pat LaFrieda, the celebrity butcher. Now, I was uh, we were talking at dinner last night here at our headquarters hotel, the Andes on Wall Street, and uh, a bunch of us were at dinner last night talking about the preparations for this. Now, it, it is a real down-home barbecue, and do I understand right that uh, the that this this beef was really begun cooking Thursday? The the big Creekstone steer that Pat Lafreda is cooking actually went on. It showed up Thursday, and they act, it's so heavy, Bruce, that they needed a special forklift to bring it in. Oh, man. And uh, they had it set up, and it basically started cooking yesterday in the early afternoon, and 
It's cooking right now as we speak, and it's going to come off at 4 p.m. Oh, boy, and we're going to be there because uh, the Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef Broadcast Bistro will be set up on the pier at Brooklyn Bridge Park this afternoon for a special podcast-only edition of Dining Out with Bruce Newberry. And uh, we're going to be in some fast company. When you say you have 48 of the greatest chefs in America, you're, you really know from which you speak. You have the top chef master, Floyd Cardoz of the North End Grill here in town. There's Naomi Pomeroy, who's going to be cooking Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef, by the way. Uh, there will be uh, April Bloomfield, who'll be doing, she'll be living high off the hog because she'll be barbecuing a whole hog. And uh, that is just a taste of what is going to be happening uh, when Meatopia kicks off this afternoon. Now, what other notables are going to be on hand today? Well, let's not forget about uh, Michael White, the great uh, Italian chef. Um, a lot of people consider him to be the greatest Italian chef in the country right now. He's doing porchetta. We've got the great Michael Tsoulakis doing uh, Greek offal mixed grill. Uh, Seamus Mullen, who is uh, always uh, a favorite at Metopia, is cooking whole-spitted Spanish lamb. Aaron hmm. uh, Sanchez, the uh, Mexican celebrity chef, is doing goat tacos. Chipotle is, has their own in-house celebrity chef, Nate Appleman, and he's going to be making these amazing chorizo tostadas. Um, my gosh, we have Eddie Huang of Bauhaus doing the Doomtopia stew. Uh, Orhan Yegin, the master of Turkish cuisine, cooking a pilaf-stuffed lamb breast. Oh, my. You know, it's not just barbecue, Bruce. These guys are doing everything. Stews, satays, sausages, scrapple. I mean, this is the soup-to-nuts version of meat cook. Don't forget, uh, we have our own New England representative, too. We have Dirty Dick's hot sauce as the official hot sauce of Meatopia. Who knew? And Dirty Dick is a... Uh, I don't know if you know Dirty Dick, Bruce, but he's one of the leading barbecuers in the New England Barbecue Society. I know of the New England Barbecue Society, uh, and uh, they are, it is, competition is very, very fierce. So for somebody to be at the top of the game in the New England Barbecue Society, that really says something, because uh, you really must throw some weight around here, Josh Ozersky, because there's a huge barbecue festival going on this weekend. I'm throwing more and more every day, I'm afraid. <laughs> you, yeah, stick around that 850-pound uh, steer this afternoon. We're here in New York City. We're getting ready for this amazing event called Meatopia. And here to talk about it is our friend from Creekstone Farms, Nathan Stambaugh. Nathan, nice to have you in the broadcast bistro. Bruce, thanks for having me here. We are really excited to be in Brooklyn today. This is a great, great event. This, like Josh Ojazerski said, you're going to wish you were here. You're going to say to your kids and grandchildren, I was at Meatopia. <laughs> so that's all you have to say is the Woodstock of meat. And you know it's going to be a party. You know it's going to be a party. Absolutely. And uh, Creekstone Farms is playing a, a big part in uh, the enjoyment and the preparation. I mean, some of the great chefs that are going to be cooking Creekstone Farms beef. Uh, it's a who's who. And we talked a little bit about the who's who, but let's talk about the what's what. Sure. I'd, I'd love to talk about what we're doing at our booth. As a sponsor of the event, we're very excited to be bringing a new recipe. We're, we're using a recipe by Chef Beege Flamholtz. He comes out of Baltimore, Maryland. Dear friend of mine, great chef. And he's going to be doing a flank steak roulade. Nice. So what a roulade is, it's actually a roll. You take that flank steak, we're doing some short ribs. We're braising those off in an IPA beer to give it a real nice flavor. 
rolling that up in the roulade, topping it with some microgreens from Chef's Garden, and one extra treat for everybody at Metopia. We're getting some shaved black truffles. Oh, man. And just sprinkling just a, a hint, the essence of the black truffle over that amazing creation, that, that, that flank steak roulade. That's right. You're going to have that flavor of the Creekstone beef, and it's just going to be topped off with that subtleness of the, the sweetness of that truffle. Nice. Wow, this is amazing. Tell us a little bit about Chef Beach. Sure. Chef Beach is a uh, private chef from Baltimore, Maryland. He actually travels around and uh, does private events. He works for corporations. But he, he really does a fantastic job sourcing responsibly. He's using products from all around the United States that he feels are the best of the best products, including Creekstone Farms beef. Yeah, it says a lot, and it is really impressive to me as I travel around and talk to so many chefs and folks who are, know great beef that they will include Creekstone in the list of sourcing and being responsible about where they're uh, being particular about where they're products and menu items are coming from. I totally agree, Bruce. I think a lot of times the consumer, the end consumer, wants to know where their products are coming we from. We do. We know so much more about food today. We want to know. Just how many chefs in Meatopia this weekend are actually using Creekstone out of all of these chefs? We have about 12 of the chefs who are using Creekstone, and they actually had come to us and said, we, we know you're part of this event. We want to be a part of it with you. And that's, yeah. that's great for us as a company to see people reaching out to us. Well, it's Dish. Who are we talking about here? We talk about Naomi Pomeroy. We are uh, from, from Beast. One of the, one of the uh, Beast, Top Chef, Master, um, uh, Contestant, Finalist. Who else? Well, I'll tell you, we, we're very excited to work with a lot of the local New York uh, joints like Rub Barbecue, oh, yeah. they're they're on the uh, the roster of Creekstone users. Uh, Mr. Bobos is going to be one of the other other joints using our product. Yeah, and we and we use that term lovingly. A joint. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, this is just going to be great. Now, is this your first Meatopia? This actually is my first Meatopia. It's a Meatopia rookie. And I'll tell you what, the, the thing too. that I'm most excited about is that 850-pound steer. No, Josh was talking about that. This is a, uh, a once-in-a-lifetime event. For two days, they've been cooking a Creekstone steer yeah. in uh, what, what would be known as a china box that they usually would do pork in. Hmm. Uh, so the whole steer went in, two sides. So is it, is it, being, uh, is it being rotated? I mean, is that... Cooked low and slow? I mean, it's, it's being cooked low and slow. It's not being rotated. It's actually being covered up with okay. the charcoal underneath That's of it. That's a thing I couldn't figure out because Josh was trying to explain it. And he said, well, we needed some special equipment and, and, and this and that. And uh, I think we were, all, we were all sitting here thinking, okay, this thing's turning slowly and it's going to be just so good. But it's actually being covered and just cooked that way. Correct. Slow cook, a lot of time, and that's going to give it that perfect inside, medium rare, yeah. and the perfect crust on the outside. So interesting. So it's like it's like cooking in a giant tandoor. Correct. It's yeah. exactly what it is. The china box. Once upon a time, we all ate the same thing. Exactly. It is an amazing, amazing thing, and you never know when it's going to come out, but it always does. Looking forward to a great afternoon. We'll see you on the pier. Thanks, Bruce. I look forward to eating some meat with you. Yeah. All right, Meatopia. 
Nathan Stambaugh from Creekstone Farms and his posse. Well, the stage is set, so let's crank up the smoke and the temperature and head on out to Brooklyn Bridge Park, Pier 5, 100 degrees on the pier, and Metopia is about to begin. Let the competition begin. There's competition barbecuing, at least a competition barbecuer here at Metopia. Eric Johnson from Mr. Bobo's Traveling Barbecue All-Stars and Salvation Show. You've got it. Yes. The circus has arrived. <laughs> it's Metopia, man. It's three rings. Good to see you. Tell me what you're cooking. Today we're doing a braised short rib, which has been smoked for three hours. Ooh-wee. It was embraised in some beer. Um, it's served over some bourbon-infused sweet potatoes and some braised red cabbage so that we pickled. Oh, boy. So these, these sweet potatoes, I can try the sweet potatoes first because they are bourbon-infused with, with, that, with that bourbon? With some, yes. <laughs> A little with Jack? Jack Daniel's honey. Oh, so good. Look at how dark and smoky those, um, this, uh, this rib meat is. Look at this. So nice. The, um, this has been going for, for just three hours, that's all? Oh, it's three hours in the smoke and then three hours in the braise. Oh, okay. That's more like it. All right. Well, you know what? I'm trying to be all gentle and polite, just genteel and fingers. classy. That's it. This is uh, as as um, this is a Creekstone Nathan said. This is all about picking up food, getting your hands dirty, and going for it. Mm-mm. Nice. The smoke ring is right there. Got a nice color to it, but it is tender, tender, tender as can be. Yeah, as you know, the the, the rib meat, you know, generally. Is a very tough cut, and you know, cooking ribs, you cook them low and slow. The same with this, and it renders the fat out, and you know, it turns into a piece that's it's like eating a piece of prime rib. Oh, it is, it is. It melts in your mouth. Whoa! Well, look at that little 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 spice at the end. That little kick, it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. You didn't tell me about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we are in Manhattan, and everything has to have a twist. <laughs> You've got it. Where are you from? I'm from Albany, New York, and um, we travel all over the country, like I told you, competing in contests and doing events like Metopia. We're doing one called Pig Island in September. Where's that? That'll be at Governor's Island, oh. right, right across right the Right across bay the here. pond, sure. It's where Metopia was last year. So, this um, is nice. How's this, how's this site out here on, uh, on the pier in Brooklyn? The site, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, if it wasn't a 105-degree day, it'd be a little bit nicer. But, well, you know, we have a breeze. I happen to be under a tent. I happen to be parked next to the refrigerated truck for La Frida. Oh. So it's not bad. I'm going to hang out with you, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been barbecuing? Um, we've been doing it competitively now for seven years. Mm. Um, we use Creekstone products mm-hmm. in the brisket category. Um, we use Creekstone on a lot of our catering jobs. Nice. Uh, so these ribs are Creekstone. What else do you use? Of, uh, Briskets. The brisket. I cooked in the um, Big Apple Block Party a couple weeks ago with Meyer and Mixon. We cooked 3,200 pounds of Creekstone Select Brisket oh, man. in two days. Oh, boy. How much rib would you do today for Meatopia? 240 pounds. Worth of, what we do is we cut the meat off the bone. Then we slice the slab, which is about two and a half inches thick into five pieces that are about two ounces each because mm. it is a tasting. So, you know, we, we did about 240, which and will give us a 1,000 servings. Yeah, and it's a, a, a 
perfect medallion size serving looks so good on top of that sweet potato with that uh, that red cabbage. Uh, yeah, this it's is a visually appealing dish. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice indeed. Well, this is great. So, uh, so now, uh, are you? Uh, did, did you come to compete today? Are you? Uh, no, I'm here today. Um, kind of laid back, and my friend Josh puts this on. It started as his birthday party a long time ago, and it's grown into an event now. Um, you know, we like to showcase what we do. I'm in the process of developing a cookbook, so, you know, and, ex- and all, all the exposure you can get is a great thing. It sure is. It sure is. And, boy, it's uh, great to be able to come on out here and uh, show off these ribs, and everything's good. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Bobo, I'm so glad to... <laughs> So glad to see you. Thank you. Uh, uh, thanks so much for uh, for being with us, and uh, keep on. And Bruce, stop by queuing. later and get some hot ribs. Ooh, this was perfect. I'll tell you, sitting at 105 degrees warms things up considerably. All right, we're uh, at Meetopia in the Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef Broadcast Bistro here on the pier in Brooklyn in the uh, bright sunshine. And we're into barbecue. Now, uh, we just spoke to a competitive barbecuer, and with me here in the Broadcast Bistro is a guy who has a competitive barbecue restaurant, Scott Smith from Rub Barbecue. How you doing? Very good. How are you about yourself? Good. Uh, good. Nice to see you out here at Meetopia. Yes. Uh, tell us, let's talk about what you're, what you're cooking here. First of all, you're doing brisket. Brisket deckle that I, I smoked uh, Three times to make it nice and nice and tender. Start out real, you know, real cold smoke. Yep. And then finish with a hot smoke. So it's a real nice, tender, smoky uh, burn end. Uh, and then we're slicing that and we're serving that on uh, a mini potato roll with pickled chili peppers and onions. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wow! That uh, I think the competition's over. Yeah. Well, I hope so. It's a uh, it, it's uh, it's a very flavorful sandwich. I mean, that was the idea. It's like you wanted something that like really stands out. Um, it was just the idea was just to like really focus on the f- great flavor of the meat and, and try to you know make that stand out. And the little additions that you make to it do just that. Exactly, yeah. they're nothing nothing to overpower, but only to enhance and 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 uh, make the meat taste better. And you'd miss them if they weren't there. Exactly, yeah. definitely, yeah. That's the whole that's the whole point. So being uh, being as though you're a competitive barbecue uh, place, let's talk about that first of all. Now uh, you've got somebody. Uh, at, at, in your uh, in your family tree here at the restaurant, that uh, really kind of wrote the book on competitive barbecue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Paul Kirk is a is a partner in the restaurant, and he wrote all the recipes for the, the initial barbecue that we had. And it, it's a great place to start. Uh, starting off with with that good of a pitmaster in charge of the kitchen is a, it's a great place to start. And That's huge. You can only go up from there, and well, it's, yeah. it's great. It's a uh, it's we have we have a the competition part of our restaurant really means more so towards the um, style of our barbecue. We don't want to have any kind of regionality in our style, so we don't say we're Kansas City or Texas. We say we're competition. That way, we're the best of what there is. We take we take the best of every you know you know our, our pork is a little bit like the Carolina pork. Our brisket's a little like the Kansas City brisket, but we don't want to say that. We say it's competition style, so that way we're taking the best of everything and, and, and serving it in the restaurant. And you can kind of change things up depending on your mood a little bit, too. Definitely, you yeah, know? that's uh, for sure. Like you say, if you feel like a little Carolina, uh, yep. you know, you want a 
you want to uh, brighten it up a little bit, or if you want to darken it down. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you go west or you go uh, south or north, or and, and you can do all that on Twenty Third Street in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, this is great now. Because you're a competition barbecue restaurant, are there going to be any competitions at your restaurant? Not at the restaurant. We don't quite have the space there, but we are. We do have a competition out on Long Island later uh, next month. Actually, it's a uh, we're doing the uh, it's a bar the barbecue brethren battle. That's what it is. The Too many bees. Brethren battle BBB. Yeah, yeah. A lot now of who's alliteration. Who's in that? Um, we're actually sponsoring, so uh, I'm. We're not allowed to compete, but uh, it, it's. All the people from Long Island and all the surrounding New England area come and compete in that. It's, it's I think it's a Neb sanctioned, um, if not KCBS sanctioned contest. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a uh, well, New England barbecue is uh, pretty good. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, know, you, we have we have some really good competitors up here. I think I think uh, being up here, we we don't have like the we're not set in the same traditions that the people in the South are. So I think that we have we're a little more adventurous and able to get away from the traditional style of doing well, that's things. That's it, and I think you're doing just that at Rub. Yeah, well, you know? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, re- redefining it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you say you've got this competitive style and you're kind of like uh, Carolina, you're kind of like Texas, kind of like Kansas City. Yeah. And I think that that defines the Northeast barbecue where, you know, you, you might be in a different mood for something yeah, today. Definitely. You know, let's smoke a little bit more or yeah. sweeten up a little bit less. Yeah, that's the, that's the advantage of being here. There's no, like, you know, we don't have to make, we don't have to serve Carolina barbecue because we're in North Carolina. We right. can serve everything. Right, right. And uh, it, it, everybody, well, it's the other thing about New York, you know, everybody wants what you don't have. Exactly, <laughs> so that's for sure. Everybody wants to go off the menu. Yep. So you're beating them to it. You're already off the menu before you even get there. Definitely. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way we like to do it. All right. All right. Miss Naomi Pomeroy, so nice to have you in the broadcast bistro. Thanks. Great to be here. This is uh, great. Welcome to Meetopia. Wow. <laughs> Tell me your life isn't working out. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, okay. actually, it's really hot today. It is, but it could have been yesterday. That's so true. So it always could be worse. But you don't get this kind of weather in Oregon. We do not. I'm afraid it's probably rainy in about 62 degrees. Oh, that degrees. sounds nice. <laughs> that sounds real nice. Absolutely. Um, great to see you. I was I was chatting and I got my top chefs confused. I thought that there was a top chef challenge that you were involved in that was 105 degrees and out with a bunch of people, but no, it wasn't. I think that was the uh, regular season of Top Chef, which you know, I saw that episode. It looked really rough. Little, but. a little, a little rough. What was it like cooking under some of those conditions? I mean, you, you know, you had a lot of challenges. Well, that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we mostly stayed in LA for all of our challenges, uh, and so I was on a show called Top Chef Masters. Right. Some really amazing people. I don't. I was honored to be there. Uh, and uh, ended up doing pretty well in the show. You ended did pretty up well. Placing uh, top in the top four, which is awesome. Nothing the matter with you know? that. Being and a so it was great. There. It was great. Fantastic. What was what was a highlight? Oh, the everybody, highlight. Did everybody ask you that? Yeah, I mean the highlight is real easy though. It's for sure just like meeting the other chefs and being able to just be in their company for for that much time and. And under that much pressure, it can kind of be equalizing in some ways, too. So even people with a lot of experience, sometimes, you know, things get rough Sure. for everybody. Well, so that's it, it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. And you play better, right? You're, you're, I felt like it, yeah. yeah. I think, the I pressure think, is good. Well, that was it. You're, um, you're here at Meetopia, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're, what you're cooking here today. Yes, so uh, I got some beautiful beef cheeks in. Well, actually, you know what? Beef cheeks aren't really that beautiful when they come to you. 
I got about 300 pounds of beef cheeks, and it took three of us six hours straight of trimming up the cheeks to get them all, you know, set. And then by the time we did that, it was just they were gorgeous, beautiful pieces of medallions of the beef cheek. And then, um, you know, we seared them up and braised them with some aged balsamic and some red wine and some porcini mushrooms, a little bit of mirepoix. And uh, four or five hours, you know, later, here, here comes the most delicious thing ever. And then we do a bread salad uh, with some aged balsamic and some pickled sour cherries. and So it's kind of light and summery. There's oh, nice yeah. acid balance. There's a bunch of herbs in the salad. And it's a nice pretty. northwest influence with the cherries, Yes, right? sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what are, people are people, right? You cook for people in Brooklyn. You cook for people in Oregon. Yeah. What's, what's different? What's the same? Well, it's hot here. <laughs> it is hot here, yeah. But there's a nice breeze today. Yeah, you know? it is a beautiful, actually. We're, we're, we're out in the corner on the pier, on the edge, so we actually have this beautiful crosswind going nice. on, and it's really lovely. Um, and also, we're right next to the Amstel Light booth, so that's also Even better. really a good combo. <laughs> um, so, But what's different about being out here, I, I, I like East Coasters. You know, no, Don't let anybody get mad at me at home, but I love the East Coast because people are just... They're real, doing their thing, saying how they feel, telling you when they love it. You know, I, have, I have fortunately haven't had anyone say otherwise yet. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I just feel like people are pretty authentic here, and I'm kind of all about that. So I always love a visit to the East Coast because people, people kind of kick ass out here. They, yeah, me. We yeah, absolutely, we absolutely do. I agree. Yes, yes. You, you bet. I know one of the uh, one of the things that you're really working hard to do is to mentor some uh, some chefs yeah. and uh, to really try to kind of pass the torch along and, and give back. Yeah, so I have my sous chef out here with me, Micah Paredes. She's amazing. She's been with me the entire time the restaurant's been open, which is four years now. Uh, we've been working side by side 14 hours a day, every day together, and Man. we still get along super well, wow. like best friends kind of. That's excellent. So we have a great little family at Beast and, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful family run place. Now, will she open her own restaurant, do you think? You know, I don't think so. It's not that it's not my goal to have that happen. I mean, that'd be great for her if she did. But it's Beast is the kind of place where no one ever wants to leave because it's just kind of awesome. It's sort of every chef's dream. I mean, we have two big, long tables. We only seat 24 people. We cook exactly what we want, and you have to eat whatever we're cooking for you. <laughs> so it's kind or of else. like, you know, it's a it's, we love customers, and it's really, you know, and we love making people happy. But at the end of the day, we're really making what we want to eat. And as a chef, that's kind of like everyone's dream so well it is isn't it yeah it we're is. living the dream you live in the dream and cooking with creekstone true yes delicious and I mean, it was a great product just absolutely fantastic well, it's very so, happy with it. so great that that you're so happy that creekstone is able to to make you happy and this i is, really uh, appreciate this is it terrific. so what's next you're gonna you're gonna do top chef masters again no i mean i don't know i i don't think so i i had a really nice time and it was great but it's really you know how it looks like a lot of work it's like it's like a hundred times more work than it looks like it is. Well, I don't like to work that hard, you know. I mean, I I have a restaurant that's only open four nights a week, so you oh, can tell a, you can tell already that I like to have like my lifestyle along with my hard work. So when I'm at work, I work hard, and when I'm not, I play hard. All right. So anything in the pipeline well, for you? Well, you know, I'm working on a cookbook and just kind of uh, you know, I think about other TV stuff. I enjoyed being on TV. It was. 
a great experience. It was fun for me. I, I don't I don't feel shy in front of the camera. I feel like the audience response, they were like, All right, you really you really went for it and I, I, I had a good time, so I'd probably do something else again. Do Not again. necessarily masters because that was a lot of work, but was a lot of work. Yeah. But could be something But they treated us so nicely. Absolutely. What's what's not to be treated nicely? Fantastic. So great to talk to you. Thank you. All the best when you get back out west. Here in the Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef Broadcast Bistro, it's our podcast direct from Meetopia here on the Brooklyn uh, Bridge Pier Park place. (laughs) Floyd Cardos is here in the Broadcast Bistro. The Top Chef Master. Floyd, nice to see you. It's good to see you too, Bruce. My great, great pleasure. I, you don't mind being called the Top Chef Master, do you? You know, I, I don't mind being called that. Uh, it was a great honor to win it. It was uh, 10 grueling episodes uh, contest with multiple mini contests in between. Again, some pretty formidable chefs. Pretty formidable, you know? yes. You know, Mary Sue and Tracy and Naomi and John Currens and uh, George Mendes and, you know, Subi Saran. And, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. So they were all pretty, pretty good chefs. Oh, they, they absolutely were. Yeah. And uh, you stayed in there and hung in there. And you did it with, uh, with heart and with a lot of ability. And uh, I have to believe that, that the heart is there all the time because you always cook with your heart. You know, I think it's, it's very important, uh, especially for chefs, because, you know, what we do is it's very personal for people because they're eating what you're giving them. And if you don't do it with, with pleasure and you don't do it with love, with passion, with energy and fun, it doesn't make it as good as it can be. Like my philosophy in food and cooking is that it's not only how good it looks and tastes on the plate, it also how, it's also about how good it makes you as a chef feel and how good it makes your guests feel. And I think that's the important thing about cooking and having a successful restaurant. And, and that's the difference between being a chef and just cooking for somebody, isn't it? Yeah, being a chef, you need to have that uh, because besides that, you need to cook. Uh, you also need to be a good business person. You need to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You need to be... Uh, a person who cares for your staff, for your guests, for your community. you got to care about everything. It's just not one thing. I mean, if you say, I'm a good cook and I'm going to be a chef, it's not easy to be successful. Right. You, you have to have what it takes to make people want to come and work for you, make guests come and want to eat with you, uh, make your partners happy with the money they're making, make everybody happy, and that that's the entire package of being a good chef. <laughs> All you have to do is make everybody happy. Exactly. It's not so much to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it's so true. And I, I love it when I hear chefs, and I have to believe that, that someone would say this about you in your place, that someone would come to work for you and, and not want to leave. Yeah, you know, I have, um, I've had a lot of people work for me six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me and my restaurants, it's about being a part of the family. Uh, being a part of someone who we care about. We care about your kids. We care about your parents. We care about your family. We want you to come into work happy every day because if you come into work happy every day, you're going to do the best job you can. And you're going to care. You're going to care to pick up the piece of paper that's on the floor. Yes. You're going to care not to throw out silver. You're going to care that the guests who come into your restaurant leave happy every single day. And that's what is. that's what we try to do. So if you keep happy employees, you're bound to have a, a, a happy restaurant. So right. Here at Metopia. Is this your first Metopia? No, I've done two Metopias before. Have you? Uh, I did them when they were at uh, the old the old space. Yes. Uh, I didn't do it last year. 
because I was uh, I think I was out of town last year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, terrific. And uh, from the North End Grill, you're uh, doing a, a, a whole goat. You're roasting a kid goat. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Roasting. We're actually grilling whole baby goat. Uh, grilling. Oh. We're using a mix of charcoal and wood, and hmm. uh, a Northern Grill. Uh, it's going to be more fish focused, but there's going to be some amount of meat, and I wanted to do something that. I would be proud to put on my menu at North End Grill. And the goat is, is marinated with lemon and lime zest, with a little bit of fennel seed, coriander, black pepper seed, olive oil, garlic, rosemary. And it's grilled very slowly in the, you know, the Basque way of not high heat, but gentle heat. Gentle. Gentle heat, so you get some of the smoke, you get the nuances of the meat without killing it. But you're not... You're, you're still grilling, so the, it's the, it's on resting on a grill. It's resting on a grill, but it's not on very high heat. Not on very so high. So it's not heat. getting the charred look that most that we are used to in the United States. Okay. You know, you're not getting a dark skin, a dark crust on it. Wait, is that going to? Do you turn it, or we, is it, are we, you rotating? We keep on turning it. Keep uh, on we turn. keep the, the the coals almost on embers. Like if you go to Spain and you go to South America, when they cook, they don't get the fire going. They let the fire build up, then they let it die down. And then they let it go on embers. Yes. And the embers is what, you know, you get the smoke, you get the meat cooking gently, doesn't, uh, you know, no carcinogens. So it's great. Well, that's it. And it really, as you say, just brings out every bit of that flavor. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that is really remarkable. So in terms of time, how long have, has this been cooking? It's, it's, you know, we actually cut them up into primal cuts because mm-hmm. each part of the goat cooks differently. Uh-huh. Uh, and shoulders need to be, need to be well done. And uh, loins and chop and leg have to be rare, medium rare. So we're cooking all those pieces. We have every single part. We got kidneys, we got liver, we got heart, oh boy. we got brain, we got head, we got tail. See that you do cook with heart. We got breast. We got the whole every single cut of goat. We made sure that we brought with us because I think that's what you should do. But the strange thing is, I'm sitting over here in in this in this park and I'm looking across and I see where my restaurant's going to be in Battery Park, which is right across from here. Yeah, it's on the other side of of, uh, of Manhattan. Now, how long is this? Uh, when when will this open? We are hoping to open by the end of the year. Wow. Uh, and it's going to be a beautiful restaurant. It's going to be off our neighborhood. We want people to come in. Uh, we want it. We want to add to the neighborhood because it's so beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, we want we want people to stay in Battery Park and eat. It's a gorgeous spot, and this is really the end of town that everybody's coming back to. And yeah, it is. We're really it's, rediscovering. We are very excited about Battery Park because it's it's being reinvigorated. The buildings are coming up at uh, at uh, the World Trade Center. Yes. The you know so there's going to be a lot more people coming to the area. It's it's a very important part of. American history. Uh, it's a very important part of New York life. No question. And we're glad we're going to be part of that. That's terrific. What will the new restaurant be called? It's going to be called North End Grill. It'll still be wonderful. Yeah, yeah North End Grill, and it's on North End Avenue. All right. Yeah. So yeah. watch for that, to hopefully before the end of the year. All right, fingers yeah. crossed. Terrific. Good luck. Thanks so much for coming out and, and sitting here with me in the broadcast bistro today. You're welcome, Bruce. Next up, Daniel Holzman and company from the Meatball Shop. Free-flowing podcast just here like the, the meat is free-flowing. Yes, indeed. Here in the uh, Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef Broadcast Bistro, we're here at Meatopia. Now, this is my first Meatopia, but it is not the first Meatopia uh, for my friends from the meatball shop. This I can, is not my first Meatopia. Good to, good to see you both. How are you doing? We are extremely, extremely glad to be here. Fantastical. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Now, I mean, not that meatballs would be out of place here at Meatopia, but you're, you went... And stepped it up a little bit. You know, meatball, we did meatballs last year. Did we you? do meatballs every day. We sell about 2,000 meatballs a day at each restaurant. We have two of them open. 
that's a lot of meatballs to roll and we just thought you know this year we're gonna have a little bit of fun and try something different bring it back to our childhood again with something uh you know, just next to meatballs. Tell we me. We were thinking uh, stop, slop, and go would be our motto for the day. <laughs> like stop, it. slop, and roll. Stop, slop, and roll. So let's Sloppy see. Joe's Slop Shop. Sloppy Joe's Slop Shop on a roll. Stop, slop, and roll. And what are those Sloppy Joe's made of? We have spicy lamb Sloppy Joe's nice. made with onions, peppers, and garlic. Okay. Nice Mediterranean. Very, very nice. Based on my, my accent, the onions, peppers, and garlic. I get New Orleans, but fair enough if you want to be Mediterranean. Well, you know, it's New Orleans, Mediterranean. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's just an ocean away. They're both on the water. Just next stop. It's just a hop stop and a drop. Just like two shakes of lamb's tail across yes. the ocean. That's it. Now we've got to go. three weeks voyage by ship. This is why, this is what <laughs> Metopia is all about. Yes. What's going down in uh, southern Kansas over there? In southern Kansas, in Ark City... Black Angus beef capital of these United States. Uh, we have the most amazing Creekstone Farms, 100% Black Angus beef. Where's now, the beef? Where's, where's, the, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? I remember her. We've oh, got yeah. beef everywhere, including, from what I understand, at the meatball shop. We oh, do actually serve time. black. Uh, we yes. do serve, uh, you know, Creekstone's beef. We actually we've we've counted it up. At this rate, we're going through 14 steers worth of beef shoulder clod a week. Oh man. Now that's a whole lot of calves. That's a whole lot of calves. That's a whole lot of meat. Absolutely. Where are your shops? 84 Stanton Street on the Lower East Side between Allen and Orchard Streets. Got it. Bedford Avenue, 170 Bedford between 6th, North 7th and North 8th in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And last but not least, do not forget our up-and-coming venture in the West Village on Greenwich Avenue at... Perry Street. At Perry Street. But should you have a hard time making it to New York, you can make these meatballs for yourself after purchasing. Tell me. The Meatball Shop Cookbook. As of November 1st. Will be available on Amazon.com and all your favorite online retailers. Worldwide, Kindle, iPad, the whole nine yards. Come get them, come get them. I can read it on my Kindle. I can read it on my Nook. If I even want to, I can go and buy the book. Hey. Look at that. Get them on the hot, ladies and gentlemen. We got eyeballs for your consumption. You're not the only poet. In the house Whoa. today. Not my first meatopia. This is I not my I've first m- pony ride. <laughs> much too much meat today, boys and girls. 14 Amstels and 13 meatball sliders in. I am ready to <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> you guys have got to come out of your shell sooner or later. Oh, yeah. You'll be fine as long as soon as you get over this initial shyness. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Such a pleasure, Thank sir. Thank you. Joining me in the Creekstone Farms Black Angus Beef Broadcast Bistro, Erica Wides. Let's get real. And, uh, Chef Beege is around here somewhere, and we're in the Creekstone Farms exhibit here at Meatopia. We are at Meatopia, all meat, all oh, day. Yes. Is this your first Meatopia? Yeah, this is my first experience with Meatopia. So now, now you can say, this is going to be the new, it's not my first rodeo. This is not my first Meatopia. <laughs> this is definitely not my first, but maybe my last oh, Meatopia. <laughs> don't say it, man. We're out here on the, the on the pier. The weather is broken. The, yeah, the heat has broken. Yeah, it's nice now. It's tolerable, right. as yeah. we say. It's good now. Tell us about Erica. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from right up the street. I live on Atlantic Avenue from Brooklyn. A local gal. I'm a local girl right up the street. Yep. Fantastic. I can walk home right after this. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and tell us about this amazing flank steak. Okay, well, we took uh, Creekstone Farms flank steak, and we split it open, and we filled it with Creekstone short ribs that I braised in IPA. And then uh, we rolled that up, tied it, grilled it off, 
We serve that with a pesto made from mustard greens and some uh, red onion gastrique, which is red onions cooked with honey and vinegar. And then, as if that's not enough, we shaved Australian black truffles over it and topped it with uh, a little mix of microgreens from the chef's garden in Ohio. Fantastic. You are just all about freshness and farm to table. I mean, look at these notes that you're hitting. Honey, so so big right now. Chefs are yeah. keeping bees. I have bees. Get right out. Right here in Brooklyn. No way. Yep. Tell me about your bees. bees. Well, I have a beehive. They actually live in Crown Heights. Not Crown Heights bees. They're Crown Heights bees, yes. Uh, they live on a rooftop in Brooklyn, and they're thriving up there, making honey, doing what bees do. They're very happy. That's great. What do you use the honey for? Um, Did you use the honey here today? No, I didn't use the honey here today because I haven't harvested yet this year. I'll be harvesting probably in another couple of weeks. But, you know, I just keep it. I eat it. I give it to people. Give it to friends. It is just amazing. And you're doing such a great, I was going to say humanitarian act, but what, what would it be an a- APN, apiarian? Apiarian, yeah. yeah. You know, and it just helps the environment of the city. It helps with the trees. You know, Brooklyn's full of trees and flowers and plants. And so they're happy. The bees are happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. And... Now, uh, tell us about the IPA that you braised those ribs in. Okay. Well, um, I used actually two different IPAs, my two favorite IPAs, and they were both local. One was from Victory. It was their Hop Devil. Victory's in Pennsylvania. And one was from Blue Point. It was their Hoptical Illusion. And I love both of those, so I used those. Cooking with beer is like cooking with wine. You don't cook with a beer that you wouldn't drink. Yeah. Well, I you know, with beer, you want to... What I really wanted was like the bitterness of the IPA, that kind of really nice edge to it. So I've never met an IPA I wouldn't drink. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't found one yet, but you're still looking. Still looking, yeah. I'll never turn down an IPA. So we have the honey, we have the IPA, uh, and these mustard greens from the Chef's Garden. Uh, This is so amazing, the Chef's Garden. Chef's Garden in Ohio, right. It's an incredibly sustainable farm. They grow super high-end heirloom vegetables they sell directly to chefs i've been involved with them for years i go out there and i teach beach and i do their food and wine festival which was last weekend so we just came back from ohio um whereabouts in ohio they're in uh huron ohio it's about 40 miles west of cleveland and uh yeah we've been going out there for years we did a earth to table dinner there in february we're going to do another one this winter yeah it's great that's actually how beach and i met we met at the food and wine fest there like six or seven years ago. Oh, man, what yeah. a great story. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Now and, we team up. And everybody just loved the uh, flank steak roulade today. Thanks. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, a lot of people said they thought it was the best thing at the event. That's the, uh, I was hearing that on the other side of the pier wow. where the broadcast bistro was set up. Excellent. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. And you, thanks. you made it through Metopia. You made it through Metopia, yes. And uh, people can listen to my show. It's on Heritage Radio Network. It's an internet radio station. All the shows are podcasts. My show is called Why We Cook. I did 100 episodes of that. I'm about to launch a new show in September called Let's Get Real. It's going to be on Heritage, 6.30 Tuesday nights, live, but you can always podcast on iTunes, too. Thanks so much. Thanks. Eddie Wang, executive chef at Bauhaus. Welcome to Meetopia. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. Wait, should I welcome you or should you welcome me? Uh, you should welcome me. All right. Well, I did. <laughs> all right. We, just, we got the formalities out of the way. Now, what's this I hear about Doomtopia stew? It's, it's good. You know, me and Josh tried to get MF Doom here. You know, we're big MF Doom fans, and we love food. But uh, Doom cannot enter the States anymore, so <laughs> we figured we'd do a stew to, you know, as, as a tribute to Doom. So what's in the stew? You know, we got beef cheek, pig foot, and oxtail in the stew, uh, all beef from Creekstone Farms. Mm-hmm. 
And then Pigfoot from Pat Lafreda. I don't know where he got those feet, but I got them from Pat. And then uh, it's braised in chilies, peppercorns, ginger, scallions, uh, little rock candy, soy sauce, and, and other love. So Yeah. It was an eight-hour recipe. I was just going to ask you that. Is this it would have to be something that goes for a while? All those ingredients got to get to know each other. Yeah, and you know uh, the bone meats, the pig foot, the oxtail, and even beef cheek has a lot of silver skin and and ligaments and tendons. So it takes a long time to break those down. Mm-hmm. So eight hours, and then that is just like silk. It is. It is extra silky. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is excellent. Now, is this? something that you just invented for Metopia, or is this going to be on your menu? It, it, I invented it for Metopia. never made it before. I made it last night, and it came out delicious. So luckily, luckily it worked, because otherwise we would have been screwed. <laughs> That's it, man. Living on the edge. Always, always living on Always the on the edge. Eddie Wang, where's the new place? Uh, it's going to be 238 East 14th Street between 2nd and 3rd Ave. We're going to open next week like uh, soft open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then grand on Friday. Excellent. Who's going to be there? I mean, I'll be there. My brother will be there. The whole crew will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got, you know, eight new bows, and then we got some specials and some drinks and things like that. It'll be a lot of fun. It always is fun when you're around, man. This is uh, great great to have you out here at uh, Meetopia. What's the word for the night? What do you think? We're going to leave you with a doom quote. Feds try to torture me for the secret recipe. No speaker to English. Only do math. Word. That's what it is. <laughs> From employees only in the uh, West Village, Chef Julia Yakshish. Very good. Well. Very good. My Croatian is improving. <laughs> Nice to see you. You too. Welcome to Meetopia. I'm so happy to be here. I mean, I'm getting a suntan. It's better than that, right? There we go. Excellent, excellent. So tell us what uh, tell us what you're cooking. So today we are making uh, a Croatian uh, chivapčići, chivapi for short. It's mm-hmm. a uncased sausage from Croatia that's seasoned, and we're using beef and pork mixture. And we're serving it on a pita, which uh, has yeast in it, so it's a fluffy pita. Oh, nice. And uh, kaimak, which is a clotted cream, uh-huh. uh, Eastern European clotted cream. Yeah. And uh, a little shaved onion and tomato salad. Oh, boy. It's, it's cool and it's hearty all at the all same together, time. Yeah. Is it a, a, a fresh sausage? fresh sausage not, yeah. not smoking so made it's, it yesterday yeah. oh, there you go yeah <laughs> uh, and of course we have to say the beef is the beef is from Creekstone yeah absolutely now which what what cut do you use What or, we, or do you use a little this, of it, this and all of that for this particular recipe where you just use ground chuck Okay. But um, which is excellent. We use we use a lot of a lot of beef in the restaurant itself. So um, my dad is a butcher from Milwaukee, originally from Croatia. So yeah. I kind of I grew up with a lot of meat. Yeah. So my menu at Employees Only has a lot of meat, um, and yeah, we do we do what do we we do Creekstone ribeyes and we do a, a hand cut filet mignon, mm-hmm. Creekstone um, burgers of course, skirt steak, a lot of beef. A lot, a lot, a lot of beef. So, so growing up like that, uh, you uh, know how to make the most and bring the flavor out of everything up to and including the moo. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what is a, what's something that, what is something that you are really excited about having people try on an average night at your restaurant? I don't know. People always ask me this, but it's hard when they're, every dish is, is you know, your own little creation, sure, so you sure. really, it's a hard one to choose, you know? <laughs> Do you sometimes find that knowing what you know and, and having 
gone through that thrust process that you just went through. Do you challenge yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And getting new cuts of meat in, um, you know, seasonally produce, you know, mm. just bringing in, especially bringing in things you're not familiar with and playing around with it. Like what? Give me an example of something that you, you had fun playing around with, you weren't Absolutely. familiar with I, it. I, uh, I got a bunch of purslane in. Um, which is a which is an herb. It's actually a weed that grows kind of rampant in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in lots of places in the country. And um, you know, I've used it a few times, but I brought I bought a case of it and really made myself play with it a lot and learn, you know, from soups to salads, sautéing, you know, just seeing what I can do. With what does it. it taste like? It is. It's a little. I like it. It's a little lemony. Oh yeah. Um, a little. Like a sweet, a little bit of a tang. Mm-hmm. I like. So yeah. some high notes yeah, on it, which absolutely. is nice for this time of year. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. So tell us again where Employees Only is. So Employees Only is in the West Village on uh, Hudson Street yeah. uh, between Christopher and West 10. All right. Well, I can't wait to try this uh, amazing. Pronounce oh, it for me again. Oh, it's a grilled sausage. Uh, the, the, sausage. Chavapi. 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 There you go. Chavapi. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, enjoy Meat Topia. Great you. to see you. you. Well, there you have it. A taste of Meat Topia. Thanks so much to Josh Ozerski, the founder of Metopia, Danit Lidor, and their staff, the Door Public Relations, and of course, the great Creekstone Farms team. From the Food Dude Archives. Bruce Newberry. The Food Dude. 